0: Hi, and welcome to the Canada's History Podcast. This is a special educator series where we speak with the finalists for the 2018 Governor General's History Award for Excellence in Teaching. Created in 1996, the award recognizes best practices in teaching Canadian history. It's an opportunity to highlight the important work that teachers and students are doing to research, interpret, and share the stories of the past. My name is Joanna Dawson, and today I'm speaking with Jean Moyer, an elementary school teacher from Langley Meadows Community School in Langley, B.C. Jean has created a ten-lesson module called Gladys We Never Knew, which focuses on Indigenous history in Canada and, in particular, the residential school system. By studying the life of Gladys, a girl from the Inklikupma Nation in Spuzzum, B.C. Students have the opportunity to connect personally to Gladys as they take part in this journey of historical inquiry. Thanks so much for speaking with me today, Jean, and congratulations on being named a finalist for this year's Governor General's History Award for Excellence in Teaching. Thank you so much. So first of all, can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your school and the students you teach? Sure. So um, again, I'm Jean Moyer,
1: and for the last 15 years, I've taught a multi-grade class of three grades at Langley Meadows School, um, right near downtown Langley. And in my class, we've taken... Some of our schools, more uh, fragile students, whether it's emotionally fragile, uh, have learning difficulties, um, could uh, maybe have learning disabilities, speech issues, attention issues, um, and the teachers are just feeling they're not reaching their potential, so we take them into my class and try to really differentiate the learning and help the kids understand themselves as learners so they can... um, be more successful in school. So it's a very varied kind of classroom, but uh, I love doing it and the kids do very well in it.
0: Wonderful. So I mentioned the lesson module that you worked on was called Gladys We Never Mm -hmm. Knew. So can you tell us a little bit about Gladys and how this project came about?
1: Gladys um, is the real life aunt of Janet and Gail Stromquist, who are from the Inglacatma Nation, which is near Hope, BC, actually right near Spuzzum. And um, both of them are teachers. Uh, it's interesting, they both started in Langley. Um, Gail is now the um, assistant director of the Aboriginal programs for the BCTF, that's our BC Teacher Federation. And her sister is a district teacher for Aboriginal education in Langley. So um, they actually gathered uh, primary resources. It took them a long time because it wasn't easy to get a lot of the documents from the government. But they basically uh, tried to gather all the information they could about this aunt that they, they never knew because she died in residential school when she was 12, So they were in the process of gathering all this stuff, and they had heard of my work. I've been pretty passionate about Aboriginal education for eight or nine years and been involved in quite a number of uh, presentations and school-wide events. So they asked me if I would work with them to develop and organize the module, which was a real honor for me. So that's how it came about.
0: And so, as you undertook this project, what was sort of your framework or approach, um, keeping in mind that your students are are young, right?
1: My students are young, yes. So um, right now, I've been teaching a three, four, five split. I did have the advantage of of my kids because I do a lot of Aboriginal education with my children. They that was another reason they asked me to work with them is they had. background knowledge, and I had already developed a lot of different activities that had been really successful. So we figured if the GLADIS module would work in my class, it would work in any class because I do have so many um, kids who struggle with school. So uh, we really kept that in mind that when we um, created these activities, we wanted every child to be successful. Um, so, they were generally, I guess, inquiry based, very open ended. Uh, we used um, as many things where we could, um, we'd maybe spread things out, primary resources and that out on different tables in the classroom so the kids could collaborate and talk and discuss and argue and come up with their own ideas, which they would then try to figure out if they were right or not. Uh, and that was really important throughout. Uh, designing the whole module that we want it to be really child-friendly. We also, uh, in BC, uh, the new curriculum is all about uh, having things being land and place-based and personal. So because Gladys was so close, it it was so amazing because the kids, they could identify, you know, we could trace from our school to where she lived. Most of the kids had been to the area where she lived. Um, At the end of the module, ...to her area where Gladys had lived. They even got to go to her cemetery and pay their respects to her. So it was really about keeping it, I guess, very primary-based, very personal to the kids, and very open-ended um, so we could really keep the engagement high, and, and it really was quite amazing. The kids just loved um, doing the activities.
0: Wonderful. So it it is a long, it's a 10 sort yeah. of lesson module, and... Mm-hmm. Um, Would you be able to pull out sort of some examples of some of the activities that might, that are Um, included?
1: Yes. Um, So maybe I'll try to pull out. um, So, again, let me just give a few examples. So we kind of got it started as a detective thing. We thought for the kids, we didn't tell them that Gladys had died in residential school so they were trying to figure out the big question was who is Gladys and why is it important we learn about her so first they were presented with some pictures of Gladys's family Uh, of course it was back in the day um, at a railway station I guess it was about 19 I'm thinking 1918 something like that and uh, the kids had to try to figure out who are these people and why are they at the train station and then to keep it accountable we kind of did um It would uh, uh, um, observe, wonder, um, and then infer what do you think you can figure out. So that was kind of a a framework through the whole module. Some of my favorite, and we also had each child, they got to do it as a group, but they also had to do things individually to keep them accountable. Uh, Some of my favorite activities would be the memory bag we did after... Um, We studied a children's story called Shishi Echo. Probably lots of people have heard of that one. Um, And in this, the Aboriginal child goes with her family and gathers traditional plants and herbs to put in a memory bag that will hopefully help keep her strong when she goes to residential school. So we had our kids create their own memory bags they'd learned a little bit about um uh, gladys having to go to residential school so their job was what would you take if you had to go away and we talked about symbolism and what values what traditions what things from your family would you most want to take with you that we found that incredibly powerful for the kids and they really got the idea of symbolism there like what it represented the other, I would have to say, I loved the letters that we did in the module um, after studying about residential school and, and various uh, different activities. Um, for me, I really wanted to see how it had changed the kids and their thinking and their feeling. So they wrote uh, personal letters to Gladys. And in those letters, they had to demonstrate that they they understood what residential school was lo- was like, um, what they would most want to say to Gladys, and we got probably some of the most powerful writing I've ever had from my kids. And we did another one at the end of the module where we asked them to write to their parents. To after the, we'd been up to Spasm, they'd been to the cemetery, they'd been to where she'd lived, and it was to tell their parents what are the what are the big things that you will take away from, from this um, module and what do you most want your parents to know about your learning and what they need to know about what we've learned and again I just for me they were some of the most powerful things to just see how these kids absolutely got it and the empathy they had and they were all like we're going to change the world we're not we're not going to let this happen again we're going to make reconciliation come true in Canada so I could go on but I'll stop there (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: it it sounds it sounds very powerful for sure Mm -hmm. and one of the interesting things about Gladys as you've mentioned a few times is that you do know her final resting place and the students were able to visit the cemetery so um why is that? Why, first of all, why do you why do we know where Gladys is, and how did that sort of affect um, the learning experience for the students?
1: Uh, made it incredibly powerful. So um, Gladys, uh, they were able to bring Gladys home. Only like most of the children who died in residential schools um, disappeared or they were buried on the grounds. Um, often the parents never found out what had happened to their child, um, or they might just get a, um, in the module there, 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 for Gladys, there is a death of an Indian certificate. Um, but they were able to bring her body home only because her mother had remarried a man who was non-Indigenous, um, and he worked for the CP Rail. So through his connections with the CP Rail, they were able to bring her body home. And she is buried in a little cemetery right along the side of the road with some other uh, members of the family. So there's actually a headstone there for her. So for the kids, you know, they felt like they knew Gladys by the end of this module, which is one of the reasons uh, I think it was so, so powerful for them. And they, they wanted to pay their respects to her. and you know, in some of their letters, they talked about how they hoped she was doing okay now. They talked about how sorry they were that that had happened to her. And you know, I know some people um, you know, on. you know, if kids get the opportunity to learn the truth in, a, in an honest, direct way and, and understand that it isn't something that's going to happen on this topic, they just, um, like, none of them were traumatized, none of them were upset, um, a few of them got a little bit emotional, but it was just completely from empathy, like, we're so sorry, we, we hope you're okay now, and I think for wrapping it up, it, it kind of gave them closure too, right? So I, I thought it was an amazing experience, and so did the kids. They still, they talked about it um, for <laughs> months afterwards.
0: What advice do you have for teachers who would like to undertake a similar approach to teaching about residential schools particularly to young students?
1: Oh boy that that's a that's a huge question for me. Um yeah, I, I, I think the first thing is that teachers in Canada, and you know, I'm speaking from the BC perspective. I'm certainly not an expert on um, other areas in Canada and, and teaching, but I do know a- Aboriginal education is certainly something that's come to the forefront and absolutely has to come to the forefront, from my opinion. And I am very very comfortable and confident with teaching it to kids as young as kindergarten you just choose different materials and present them in different ways we did project of heart school-wide um starting with Mm -hmm. kindergarten and we just chose uh i got to do a little aside here that you know sometimes people say oh there's not many resources you know we we need more resources there's actually a plethora of resources um there's, there are, in my opinion, one of the best ways to teach, okay. honestly, uh, right up to grade 12, is children's stories written by Aboriginal authors. Hmm. And that that to me is, in, and you'll see in the Gladys module, virtually every um, lesson when we're teaching about the residential schools and after we use children's stories. And even since that module, there's... Um, I always have, like, my favorite children's book right now that, that highlights a certain part. And you just need to choose those carefully for the, the children. For kindergarten, we use one called Amic Love School, which is written for children in kindergarten and grade one. And if the teachers just approach it um, with, you know, kids, you, this will never happen to you. This happened a long time ago, but it's a part of our history And it's important that we all who live in Canada understand about it. And, you know, in kindergarten, it might just be um, talking about the kids had to go away to different schools. And all you need to do is to tell a young child that, and they get it. They don't need any more details. And it's just like, wouldn't that be tough? And is it going to happen to you? No. But wouldn't that be hard? And honestly, you know, you just kind of scaffold it. It's like anything else, right? You scaffold the learning as you go up and... um, we did not have any problems when we taught this module or any of the others at my school. It just needs to be handled sensitively by the teachers, in my opinion.
0: That's really good advice. I think you're, I think that's really helpful. And um, I encourage everyone who might be listening to this to go check out the resource Gladys. We never knew because mm-hmm. there are a lot of really great um, activities that um, it's all there for you and ready to use in the classroom. Mm-hmm. It's really, really well done. Know some people, you know, say they don't can't find a lot, but there really is a lot. So Canada History,
1: by the way, also just came out with a whole bunch of magazines on treaties, um, or articles rather, in a treaty magazine. There's lots of Aboriginal uh, done there, so it's there. You just gotta look for it.
0: Jean, is there anything else you wanted to add about um, your work in the classroom or this project specifically? No, no.
1: I guess I just, I, I just really. Um, I just really want to encourage all teachers to to take on teaching Aboriginal education. I know, and quite understandably, many teachers um, feel uncomfortable with it or worried about teaching it, but um, you do need to go on your own personal, I think, your own personal um, knowledge trail. But it's something we we need to do, And, and once you get involved in it, I think you'll feel um very glad that you did because it's important and um, learning about Aboriginal culture is, is fascinating and wonderful and we need to make changes in Canada.
0: Absolutely. Well, thank you for all your work in helping those changes become a reality Thanks. and um, congratulations again on being named thank a finalist you. for this year's award. Thanks so much. Thank you for listening to the Canada's History Podcast. To learn more about the Governor General's History Awards, To nominate a teacher or start an application, visit canadashistory.ca slash awards.